On Thursday, we left the Marriott and set off on a wandering road trip south to the country of the Loire. The trip would have taken about three hours if we'd gone on the motorways, but we chose a roundabout scenic route with stops and it took us the best part of eight hours door to door. It was our 32nd wedding anniversary today, so a very special day. And we're always surprised at how the years have passed and all the things that have happened since that day in Bermuda. Not the least is the two lovely girls who've become the center of our world. We always try to do something a little special for our anniversary. So we thought this year we would have an overnight trip to the Hotel de France in La Chartres-sur-Loire, a hotel we stayed at a few years ago with some very dear friends, both of which we have sadly lost in the interim. We have such happy memories of being here before, and it seemed a doubly happy thing to do, to go back there, to celebrate still being here, still together, and to remember John and Sue and all the very happy times we shared with them over the years. The forecast had not been good, and indeed we woke up to gloomy grey skies and there had been loud thunder in the night. It was still about 22 degrees centigrade, but very humid. We headed south on the country roads towards Fontainebleau and the large forests that surround that palace. By the time we got there, the rain was very heavy and we felt doubtful we would get any sightseeing done at all. The forests are extremely extensive and they were used by the kings of France for hunting. They're certainly old and dense. We kept going towards our first stop, which was at Orléans, famous for the connections with Joan of Arc. By the time we got there at 11.15, the sun came out and we were once more in blue skies and warmth. Thank goodness. We parked in the old city near the cathedral to explore. Most of Orléans took a blasting during World War II because it was one of the main railheads for France. First the Germans and then the Americans flattened large chunks of it as they invaded. It was quickly rebuilt and some of it restored so it can be difficult to tell what you're looking at. Joan of Arc's house, for instance, is a total reproduction, although it looks very genuine. The cathedral is the real thing, and it dates from the mid 1700s to mid 1800s. There has been one there since about 1100 AD, but the earlier one was destroyed in earlier wars. It's a fabulous Gothic structure with lovely stained glass, much of it depicting the life story of Joan of Arc in succeeding windows. We had a good walk around. The area of the old town is very scenic, full of old houses and narrow streets, cobbles and lovely gardens. We explored. Then we had lunch in the square, right opposite the main doors of the cathedral. Bob had a chicken Caesar salad, which is his favorite. And I had a board of charcuterie. <laughs> wow, we were not expecting the portions we got. Huge to say the least and very, very delicious. We set off again in the early afternoon and followed a very rural route down along the Loire Valley, hugging the river and passing through many villages and towns along the way. We stopped at one for a coffee and sat outside in the square enjoying a break. 
The owner spoke no English at all, and he had a bit of a struggle with my French. God knows why. <laughs> Maybe it was the mask. I like to think so. Although I have yet to meet anyone else who didn't understand the words Coca-Cola, which is what Bob wanted. I tried Coke, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Coke Zero, Pepsi, nothing. In the end, I got him a Perrier, which did seem to register. Oh, and I meant to say the COVID scan apps have been working again since yesterday. The hotel told us there had been a problem with the app, which has been resolved. And indeed, they worked in the hotel and everywhere else today. We got to La Charte sur la Loire at about 4.30 and parked up in the little square in front of the hotel. It's absolutely stereotypical 1930s France. The hotel has formed a base for some of the top racing teams at Le Mans over the years. Le Mans is very close by. And it has that as a theme. Each room is named after a famous racing driver. We had a very lovely room with a big bathroom and a full tester bed. It's not by any means one of their most expensive rooms, so they must be amazing, is all I can say. Later, we discovered they'd upgraded us, which was very, very nice of them. We unpacked and I went downstairs to take some photographs and to have a cold drink. It was boiling by now, the sun very hot, almost a last flare of the afternoon. I sat outside in the hotel bar and had a rosé spritzer with ice. It was just the job. Then we had a rest in the cool before dinner. We went down about 7.45 and the dining room looked so lovely, all candlelit and quite a few people in there. The service was very friendly and we found a little card on our table wishing us a happy anniversary from all the staff. I think maybe I told them when we booked. That's all I could think of as to how they knew. The menu was very French and everything sounded delicious. It was 27 euro for two courses or 35 euro for three, or you could spend 44 and have all four courses. It was the same menu, it just depended how many courses you wanted. It sounded doubtful to us that we'd manage four after that lunch. We enjoyed a G&T while we studied the options. I started with a warm Perigordine salad of duck gizzards, smoked magret and grizzled foie gras. So very quacker. Bob chose six snails from La Ferme de Maine in garlic butter. Both of them were lovely. The duck gizzards and magret were so tender. For Maine's, I had braised veal sweetbreads with a truffle sauce and potatoes mousseline, which is absolute heaven. And Bob had a grilled parve of Charolais beef served with a shallot reduction and frites. It was a fantastic fillet-like piece of meat beautifully charred on the outside and just as he ordered, pretty rare on the inside, full of flavour and it was very tender. We washed it all down with ice sparkling water and a bottle of Loire Red from Terrain Amboise, uh, which was very nice and not too bad at 25 euro. We raised several glasses along the way to John and Sue and swapped some memories of being at the hotel or at other dinners with them over the years. John was a great bon viveur and a hugely interesting man who remained interested in everything right to the end. He was always questioning and searching out new knowledge. 
it's great fun to be around. Then there was a bit of a pause before we decided whether we could tackle the cheese trolley, as if there was any doubt. It had some yummy looking cheeses, which we sampled. There was no room for dessert, but they all sounded great. Portions were good, but not overfacing. I said to Bob that although I didn't want dessert, I didn't feel over full and uncomfortable. I suppose it helped we'd taken our time. After dinner, we took our coffee and a nightcap out to the terrace by the square and got chatting to a very nice English couple who were on their way south to visit friends. They had recently sold their long-term house in France and were back living permanently in England. They were happy they'd done it, although sad too, but they felt it was time. They had often stayed in the hotel on their way back and forth, and we swapped stories of other stays at Gites and Chambre d'Hôtes. It was most pleasant to enjoy a final drink on a warm night there in the square. At last we retired to our comfy chamber and slept well, full of good food and wine. Tune in to find out what we did on the next day. <laughs>